Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. On a bright, sunny, and unusually dry fall day in New Orleans, I met Jamie Hughes just off Magazine Street. So we are in the Irish Channel. We are literally two doors down from Magazine Street. And this is a former shotgun double that was renovated into a single. Jamie is a real estate agent with Rev Realtors. She showed me around the three-bedroom, 1,800-square-foot house. There's just the right amount of natural light coming through the windows. There's a lovely walk-in closet in the master bedroom, a spare room that could double as an office, plus the features that are very New Orleans. It's got a lot of, you know, the typical old New Orleans charm. You've got the wide uh, plank floors and the high ceilings. Um, but what's really cool about this house is it is a rare situation where the lot goes all the way through to the street behind us. Jamie takes me through the home to the backyard to show me. It's like a nature trail back here. <laughs> this, this is the big deal about this house. Ah, That's yes. That's Toledano. And you can pull two cars in here. Yes, and you can actually... Like, no one gets this. In some real estate markets, a gated driveway or a two-car garage may be standard, but in New Orleans, where certain neighborhoods are a collection of tightly packed homes, there's not a lot of space left over for driveways. That makes off-street parking a premium, and it can certainly make an already attractive piece of property even more so. Certain amenities like this can sometimes tip the scale for a person looking to buy a home. Jamie says it boils down to their preferences. Depending on the buyer or the seller, they're going to move in the direction that makes sense for their, for their lifestyle and their preferences. Some people are only going to feel safe if they're in a gated community with a guard at the door. And there's people who only want to live if they can walk to a coffee shop. You know, they, they, their priority is walkability. Um, or their priority is proximity to the school or proximity to their work. I mean, I've seen people move out of New Orleans in the pandemic. I've seen people move into New Orleans in the pandemic. I've seen people move from the suburbs into the city, into the city, into the suburbs. The house Jamie showed me is currently under contract. Its listing price was $525,000. Two years ago, or even last year, as most of the U.S. was emerging out of the deepest trenches of the COVID-19 pandemic, a house like this would have been snatched up so fast it would leave you with whiplash. Not so long ago, interest rates on mortgages were ridiculously low, and the demand for housing was ridiculously high especially as remote work became a reality for many people. In Jamie's almost 20 years as a realtor, 
The last two have been a wild ride for her. That was exciting and, and great for sellers, but it wasn't always perfect because sometimes buyers would be coming in so fast and, and, and frankly so stressed, you know, because they, on the buyer's side, you might have to write offers several times before you'd get an acceptance because you were just constant. Bidding wars were the norm for, for this, you know, anomaly short period of time during the pandemic where the rates were, you know, at one point like 2% and there wasn't enough inventory to go around. It was exciting on the seller side to have multiple offers and it's like, okay, which one do you want to go with? But they didn't always stick because the buyers didn't have a chance to really think it through. They didn't even maybe have a chance to sleep on it. And they're coming in with really, really strong terms to try to win the bidding war. And I feel like the whole situation was maybe not necessary for the seller, but at least for the buyer, it seemed like they were under stress because they were going into something that normally, because you're talking about a real huge investment usually yeah. the largest investment of your life exactly and you're doing it under stress yes <laughs> it was very stressful for the buyers and and some of them got tired of of writing offers and not getting acceptances and and they got burnt out and some of them bowed out and decided to just wait till things calmed down and you know i mean there's there's pros and cons to you know whether you we're in the market then or you're in the market now as a buyer. Um, you know, things have appreciated because of the seller's market that, that we're coming out of. Um, and the interest rates are higher and insurance is more expensive. But you, you usually can sleep on it now. And, um, you know, as things are shifting, buyers are getting some more traction in negotiating. And I'm seeing because they're not competing with because they're not competing because the bidding wars are no longer the norm, and that's fine, you know. And um, like when I'm at an open house and and the buyers come through and and they love the house and they're excited about it, I'm like, great, wonderful. Maybe check with your lender and run the numbers, you know. Um, get an insurance quote, make an educated decision. We would love for you to buy the house, but ideally when you're on the seller side, when you get an offer, you want that offer to actually get to closing. And in my mind, it benefits everyone when the buyers are making educated decisions. Following the frenetic pace of the past two years, Jamie's not complaining about the time it may take to sell property now. My blood pressure is a little lower than it was, you know, in, in the beginning of the year. Because things, things are just like a little calmer. With the Federal Reserve raising interest rates to contain inflation, the interest rates on mortgages are now higher, causing the real estate market to cool down. I would say more like frozen. <laughs> it was crazy. It was just insane. It, it was such a heightened frenzy, is the only way I can say it. Uh, there were properties that had 15 and 20 offers on it within 24 hours of it hitting the market. Arthur Sturbko is a real estate analyst with more than 40 years of experience. I wanted to know what kind of housing market we're now in and what that may mean for buyers and sellers. I assumed, since we're coming out of a seller's market, that we'd be in a buyer's market at this point. But you know what they say when you start to assume. But now I heard it's more of a buyer's market because now you don't have 
the competition or as many bids on a particular home? Is that the case, and can you put a finer point on that? Yeah, you have to put a finer point on it because it is an intense seller's market in some areas in some price ranges. Still? Oh, absolutely. So you still have multiple offices, offers coming on, uh, on properties in highly desirable, historically very uh, dynamic priced neighborhoods. They're still going up. And the folks who are really getting the, the uh, who are having the worst time of it are the low to middle income folks. They're, they're, they are under a lot of economic pressure. So I would say that somebody who's, uh, you know, in a price range of under 250000 trying to sell their home, they're under pressure. Now that, that seller is under pressure price-wise because first-time home buyers they just don't have that kind of income right now with these level of expenses. It's the buyers that are under 250000 that first-time home buyer, that's the market that's probably being most adversely impacted right now. So it's the buyer and the seller because the seller that's trying to, I don't want to say cater, but their target audience are, that's exactly or their target right. buyers are those in that price range. And just economically, it's just more difficult for them to secure the loan, secure the down payment, and then factor in all the, the maintenance that you might have to well, do. Well, and, and think of that seller at $250,000 house. Where is he going to move? I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's, real estate is a series of dominoes. And there's no beginning domino and there's no ending domino. When the new buyer comes in, he pushes somebody in, out of that house. That person pushes somebody to the next. And it goes all the way up to the very, very ultra-luxury homes, over $3 million homes. But ultimately... You need a lot of first-time home buyers to ultimately push that wave up further. Arthur says those first-time home buyers are essential to a healthy housing market, but their numbers have dropped recently. There can be a lot at play for those first-timers. With higher interest rates, monthly payments are now bigger. Depending on their debt level, it may be harder for them to qualify for a loan, or the down payment may be too high. Arthur says if too many first-time home buyers get locked out of the market, the economy in general would be in trouble. You can't ignore the fact that these first-time homebuyers are the most important part of the real estate industry. You can't. Without the first-time homebuyers, you have no second-time homebuyers. You have no third-time homebuyers. You don't. That's typically 20 to 30% of the market. First-time homebuyers. Yeah, and when that part of the market shrinks down to 10 to 15%, You've got serious real estate problems down the road. Where are we in terms of that, Arthur? Are we close to that? Well, we're probably around 23 25% uh, is what it looks like right now. Uh, anytime it would ever drop below 20%, that's really when you would, that's, that's when you'd be worried. That but, is absolutely when you But are worried. we declining then? Are we, are we sliding towards we're that? We're kind of stabilized out. We were up at, at a high when, you know, we were probably 32 35% when interest rates were you know, two and three percent. Uh, now it's probably down to that twenty-three to twenty-five percent level. And as long as we can hold at that level, we'll have a supported real estate uh, market. If interest rates would go to nine, ten percent, or inflation goes up higher, that would be a real significant problem. Not just in home buying, but I mean, I don't care what industry, what what business you're in, it would have a huge impact across every part of our society. What's your gut tell you? I know it's hard to predict the future, but if you're seeing, you know, maybe two to three years ago where we had first-time home buyers, maybe around 33, 35 percent, 
of the market. And then now we're getting to, you know, in the mid-20s to lower 20s percentage points. Well, history, history tells you that in real estate, the average rate of appreciation in New Orleans over the last 50 years is up about five and a quarter percent annual appreciation per year. Now, we've had some years during the oil bust, but we went down 25 percent. So, I mean, you're going to have those peaks and valleys. But over time, real estate has always been a very solid place to put your money or to invest for your future. And that's why people like, like homes. That guy who's once buying that $500,000, $600,000 home, how did he get there? He didn't get there by being a renter for 30 years. He got there by being a, be a first-time home buyer, building up some equity, then moving to the next home, moving to the next home. It takes time. But ultimately, you do get there. But you've got to get on the equity escalator. Arthur says the people who can afford to actively stay in the house hunt are often motivated by other factors, like finding neighborhoods that have low crime, proximity to good schools, and other lifestyle considerations. That said, Arthur told me the inventory of homes isn't high enough that anyone can declare this is truly a buyer's market. Jamie agrees. I would not say that we're in a buyer's market. You know, there may be certain pockets of the market where arguably it's going there, but there's there's still pockets of the market where arguably it's a seller's market. We're, we're just in the shift right now. It's transitioning and it, it f- I've been in this business long enough where I, I remember it not <laughs> taking a moment to sell a house. And it, it doesn't mean that the, the sellers are desperate or that, you know... That or it's a bad property. No, no. It just, it, it takes a moment. And, and, and that's, that's okay. That's more normal. We were not in a normal market. In, in the pandemic. I mean, we weren't in a normal anything <laughs> in the pandemic. But that market seemed untenable because there's no yeah. way that people should be rushing into and maybe rushing out of a house when you're dealing with somebody's life investment. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, a, a lot of good things came out of that. You know, some buyers got into houses with, 30-year fixed mortgages at, you know, 3% or 4%, and that's fantastic. Um, And some sellers, you know, were able to sell with much better terms than they ever would have. Um, But now, you know, buyers and sellers are both making adjustments. I mean, sellers um, might have to, you know, prep their house a little more than they had to a year ago. Um, You know, buyers are, I'm seeing, looking for more turnkey properties because of the cost of labor and materials. So, you know... They don't want to put that much into the house because maybe at this point stuff has appreciated, the market has appreciated, so they don't want to skimp on the stuff that they want, the renovations, and they just want to be able to move in because it's going to cost more on the back end. Well, it's time and money on a renovation, and and often it's worth it, you know. If if you're getting the property at a price where you have room to do those renovations, you know, in the long term it usually pays out. But, But buyers are, you know, most buyers these days are a little hesitant to get into something that's going to be a project because, you know, when can you get the contractor? Are there going to be delays in the supply chain? And 
um, you know, what is that renovation going to cost by the time you get to start it? So that just means that sellers need to think about, you know, what historically they've always needed to think about, you know, when it wasn't in a, 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 an extreme seller's market where, yes, you might want to uh, freshen up paint <laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe update those countertops or, you know, stage the property so it, it looks more on trend and, um, and present as much of a turnkey property as you can to the buyers because that's mostly what they're looking for. Jamie and Arthur told me the concerns about the higher mortgage rates and the likelihood of even more interest rate hikes by the Fed need to be viewed in more historical context. They said we got a bit spoiled with the super low interest rates from the past few years. When I bought my first house in 2007, it was a 6.25 interest rate. And we thought that was amazing. That, that was, it was like, oh my gosh, y'all, the rates are so low. Go get a house. Arthur had a similar experience in the late 70s and 80s. When I first bought my first home, the interest rates were seven and a quarter percent, and I thought I got a steal. I mean, I was a young kid, just out of college, and it's like seven and a quarter percent. This is crazy. That's a, a steal. Well, looking back to, in today's world, I go, oh God, I hope it never goes to seven. Now, but but it went from seven to, as I said, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen percent. It what seemed like the blink of an eye. No one expected interest rates to go that fast, that high ever. When it got to 17, 16, 17 percent, I can remember I was in real estate trying to sell homes back then. And I was going, in my lifetime, we will never see interest rates drop below 10 percent again. I mean, I just I just didn't think that we would ever see it. Well, how wrong was I? So, I mean, it came up so far down. It was like, you got to be kidding me. Three percent for a home loan, 30 years. It's insane. So uh, we're going to go back down again. I don't think we're finished going up yet. Generally speaking, these higher interest rates likely mean homes that are up for sale will stay in the market relatively longer than what we saw during the buying craze of 2021. Jamie advises anyone looking to buy a home to consult a lending agency to get a realistic picture of what they can afford. Also, talk to insurance companies. Home insurance rates are going up, which will factor into the monthly house note. And while a buyer should absolutely understand how higher interest rates will affect their finances, Jamie says it's also important to make sure it's not the only thing they consider when making one of life's biggest decisions. If you can find the right house, and, and I really do believe it's, it's about finding the right house. You, you marry the house, not the interest rate. In New Orleans, I'm Tan Trung for WWL Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.